bucks. You mean to imply stolen? Eight fifty bucks for fifty bucks? No, no, no. This is a Rochefoucauld, the thinnest water-resistant watch in the world. Singularly unique, sculptured in design, handcrafted in Switzerland, and water-resistant to three atmospheres. This is the sports watch of the eighties. Six thousand fifty-five dollars retail. Is that a receipt? It tells time simultaneously in Monte Carlo, Beverly Hills, London, Paris, Rome, and Shad. In Philadelphia, it's worth fifty bucks. Just give me the money. Welcome in, everybody. It's your boy, D-Roy, at RoyDog underscore 13, R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. And it is Tuesday. It's time to talk about some waiver wires and uh, talk about a little bit about what I've got going on here. If you haven't figured it out by now, and apparently I haven't, this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Maybe I could remember to say that right out the fucking gate. You know, be a little bit more professional. Um, I don't have my numbers yet for last weekend for as far as what I won or lost. Um, I will get those out to you probably tomorrow. I'll do an extra podcast and get that out to you. What I can tell you is basically what I did was um, I won on FanDuel, lost on DK, won on Yahoo and lost on uh, fantasy draft. Uh, it was a very chalky weekend. So it goes back to what I what I had said before the season about possibly doing a chalk lineup, uh, semi chalk lineup, and then a uh, kind of off the rails type lineup uh, with lots of upside. The chalk is hitting, and it just like last year, it's hitting right out the gate. Uh, I did make some fades that were not very smart. Um, so, yeah, I have to chalk it up as a learning experience. If you lost money this weekend, I apologize. I do take it personally whenever anybody else loses their money using my work. Um, but I just try not to dwell on last week and try to move forward on to the next week, which is what you should do. Um Basically, my money off DK ended up just transferring over to FanDuel, so I didn't really lose all that much <clears throat> uh, this week, but that is inexcusable, so we move on. But today, we've got some seri- seasonal stuff that we need to talk about, um, and let's just kind of get right into the waiver wire deals. Um, 
taking a look at quarterbacks. If I'd actually get on quarterback, maybe I could be prepared. Come on. Stupid. Um, if you're doing if you're doing two quarterback or uh, super flex, this is going to be more toward geared towards you you guys always. Um, but we can go over a couple of the other quarterbacks that are kind of out there. Uh, let's see, kind of running through one of my one of my uh, my leagues. Uh, see some guys, Gardner Minshew. Uh, definitely should not be on waiver wires if you do two quarterback. Um, Case Keenum was just a shit show. Trubisky's back on the radar. Uh, somebody had dropped him in my league. Uh, no interest right now, really, in Mason Rudolph. If you are tight, as far as quarterbacks are concerned, you know, you put a couple dollar bid on him. You're probably going to get him after last week's uh, not so great. Uh, performance. Uh, he was kind of he was bailed out by Juju Smith Schuster, but you're going to get him on the cheap just because of the bad game. Same goes for Case Keenum. He didn't have a great week, uh, definitely with the interceptions and the fumble. But uh, Washington is going to have to throw, and you kind of have to put that into perspective, especially this week uh, with a. Uh, matchup with the New York Giants. They're going to be throwing, and New York has given up tons of points uh, to quarterbacks and wide receivers. Uh, so definitely look there. Uh, Daniel Jones is a no-brainer. Get your hands on him if you can. You're going to have to go 20-25%, if not more, uh, to get your hands on him. Uh, if you're in you know, the New York metro area, well, good luck with that. Because um, he is going to be a really hot commodity. Uh, another Guy that's going to be a high commodity in that area too is Wayne Gallman with uh, Saquon Barkley uh, and that, his high ankle sprain. I'm not going to pay for him because you're going to have to pay through the roof to get a hold of him. Um, and you're not going to get nearly the production that you're going to see that you would have seen out of Saquon Barkley. Uh, one of the things that we really need to look at though is Daryl Williams for Kansas City. He is definitely the guy that's going to be backing up both Damian and. Uh, Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy. Uh, Damian Williams should be out again this week, and it looks like McCoy should play, but maybe we want to make a pitch to get him um, to back up any McCoy shares, definitely. And then uh, if you want to take a shot in the dark uh, that he gets a shot at starting, you could probably get him for a lot cheaper as everybody goes to Gallman, so you're probably looking at uh, probably like a 15% bid. On Daryl Williams, uh, Darwin Thompson. I still have interest in, but goodness gracious, um, he's just not. He's probably not somebody that you're really going to want to hold, um, unless you make it through the waiver period, and you see that Lashawn McCoy is out, then you would see Daryl Williams taking the bulk of the work, and then Darwin Thompson backing him up. Uh, Gus Edwards is the definitive backup to. Uh, Mark Ingram. So if you do have Mark Ingram, I would go ahead and pick up Gus Edwards and I'd make sure that I got him with a 15 to 20% bid. Um, probably shave more towards the 15%. Uh, not really seeing anybody else out there. Benny Snell is out there. Um, 
Jalen Samuels, if he's out there and you're the uh, James Conner owner, you're going to want to get your hands on him because James Conner is not doing anything, and there's quite a possibility that they may try something different in Pittsburgh. They are 0-3. They are struggling. They are going to try and find something that works. So if Jalen Samuels is there, you're the Conner owner, make sure you put in a bid. 10 to 15% should do it. Uh, there's nobody else to be on there. If the if he is gone, Jalen Samuels is gone, you can make a pitch, pitch for Benny Snell, and you can probably pick him up for a buck or two uh, if you have space. Wide receivers, I don't know why the fuck DJ Chark, Chark is still on my waivers, uh, but he is definitely somebody that you're going to want to pick up. Uh I don't know if he's going to be great long-term, but for the time that Gardner Minshew is at quarterback, he is very viable because that is Minshew's read, is DJ Shark. And that's the guy that we want to get right in there. Uh, another guy to look at, I know it's Miami, uh, Preston Williams. You probably get him for a couple dollars, not even, you know, not even bat an eye on it. Uh, nobody's going to really want to take advantage of that Miami offense. You can even probably wait if you want to risk it and go through waivers and just not even have to put in a bid for him, uh, that would probably be the way I would go. Uh, I would risk it uh, for the biscuit and take a look there. Uh, let's see here. Trey Quinn. <sighs> God, I really... Trey Quinn is in such a great fucking spot uh, with that offense, but it really is um, the Terry McLaughlin uh, show. So if Terry is there, go get him. And you're going to want to pay 20, 25%. You'll overpay a little bit for him and get a hold of him. Because he, again, is going to be um, the first read. And even if Dwayne Haskins comes in here later in the season, which we should all expect, uh, they were teammates in college. So go ahead and get your hands on him. Should continue. This should actually continue all season. I uh, would not be surprised if they're... Uh, if you want to take a shot at the Pittsburgh uh, passing game, take a look at Deontay Johnson. You probably can pick him up for like a buck or two um, and just kind of hold him. Now, any type of guy that you're going to pick up, you're going to want to make sure that the guy that you're dropping is actually somebody that's droppable, not just somebody that's fucking sitting there and hasn't worked out yet. Like, you know, I'm not dropping Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've even heard... That people have dropped Mike Evans, you know, before this last week. That's just stupid. If you spent the pick on him, just sit on him and just see it. You don't have to start him. You can put him on the bench and just kind of watch and see what happens. Um, so that's that's kind of the route that I would go. Uh, see if there's any deeper dive wide receivers here. Uh, Dante Pettis has shown some life. I'm not really interested too much unless you want to put a buck on there. Uh, Debo Samuel would still be the guy that I'd want uh, from that offense. Uh, don't worry about the Corderell Patterson. David Montgomery's the guy. So don't worry about that. Jacoby Myers now, on the other hand, is a guy that maybe you want to spend a dollar or two on. And people are kind of sleeping on. Uh, with Julian Edelman being hurt, uh, definitely kind of a flyer that you want to go. Jacoby Myers would be a guy that would fit right in the slot, take over for Julian Edelman in case... Uh, this, uh, I believe it's a rib injury, uh, happens to linger on. Take a little deeper dive. Let's see what we got. <laughs> Michael Crabtree got cut. 
Oh, that sucks. Let's see here. Oh, um, shit. Uh, there is a guy who may or may not be on. It depends. Sleeper. Uh, if Chris Herndon is on your waivers, go get him this week. Don't wait till next week. Get him while the Jets are on by. Um, you probably get him for close to fucking nothing because of the uh, mono to uh, Sam Darnold. Um, where? Where? Oh, where? Obviously, I was way off here. Sorry, there is a guy that I really want you guys to target, though. Especially with Daniel Jones being a quarterback. And I wish I wasn't old and have brain farts. Uh, Golden Tate, uh, still suspended through this week. He'll be back next week. So um, jump on that. You can probably get, a, get him for real, real cheap. Uh, and it's definitely a guy that uh, I would have interest in. They need wide receivers really bad. So, uh, moving on to tight end. If you're streaming tight end, Will Disley's the guy that you want to pick up. I wouldn't spend anything more than five bucks on him, though. If somebody wants to really overpay for him, then let him go. He got a cheap touchdown against the Saints uh, at the end of the game on Sunday. Uh, but he is definitely far and away the guy that you want to attack, especially since they're going against Arizona, who is giving up. Tons and tons of points to the tight end. So that would be a guy that I want to look at. Don't buy into the Dawson Knox touchdown. Uh, just let that go. Uh, pay attention to Mark Andrews. Uh, if something happens there, I may take a shot on Hayden Hurst, but I wouldn't be until after waivers are complete. Uh, so I didn't have to spend any money on there. Um, could be just more of a wait-and-see type play. Uh, Trey Burton is back. Um, he didn't do all that bad uh, in, the, in his first game back. Uh, Half-point PBR, he scored five and a half points. So uh, definitely keep on your radar. If you're streaming, go ahead and just pick him up, too, if you're not going to buy into the whole Disley thing or if you don't want to jump on it. I would completely understand there as well. Uh, defenses, let's take a look. LA Chargers are on your waivers. You're going to want to pick them up. Um, I'm not spending any money on on defenses, let somebody spend the money on the defense. Uh, go ahead and wait till they're on waivers. Um, if you are up tonight after waivers have gone through, that's when I would pick them up. Pick them up while everybody's sleeping. Uh, get yourself a head start. Set an alarm. You know, if your waivers don't go in until two, set an alarm for three and just, you know, get up, do your thing, and be go back to bed for a couple more hours. Um, yeah, as far as defenses are concerned, not really anybody else to concern ourselves with here. Definitely not anybody. You could make a case for Kansas City this week against Detroit. Detroit will come out throwing, have to be throwing, they'll get carry on involved. 
Um, but I think they're going to get overmatched. That could mean Stafford ends up throwing into uh, some really uh, bad throws. Uh, Pittsburgh against Cincinnati. There's going to be high volume uh, with Cincinnati. And they are at home again, so you'll have the home field advantage. So it might not be something something too bad. Pittsburgh hasn't been great, but their passing defense actually did pick off Jimmy G a couple of times this last weekend. So it's quite possible there. Atlanta versus Tennessee. Oh my God, lock up your fucking Hunter and your shares. Yeah, somebody else really in here that I'm really looking at. Uh, so I have this week off. I'm on a vacation. I'm on a staycation, so I'm at home all week. Uh, little ones at school, so I'm working on uh, spreadsheet. This week I actually have week five spreadsheet done and ready to go. It's ready to get uploaded with info. Um, and that's kind of what I'm doing right now. So I'm kind of getting ahead of the curve and uh, trying to get as many weeks pounded out as like human, possibly, humanly possibly can this week. Um, and try to get ourselves uh, set right uh, for the season. It's just going to make everything a lot easier, a lot quicker. I'll get everything out a lot faster. So this whole Thursday problem that I've been having getting everything out that should curb that. Um, what you're going to notice this week when the week four DFS spreadsheet is comes out, if you go to the very last page, now there's tabs on the bottom. There's the NFL, there's the FanDuel, Yahoo, DraftKings, uh, Fantasy Draft, DVOA section. Um, and then there's a, there's a tab called SOS, that's Strength of Schedule. This was the original um, strength of schedule charts that I had made up, went through the schedule, put in all the schedules, and uh, it was my basically comparing uh, opponent record versus the actual strength of schedule first, uh, based off of DVOA and seeing if there was actually any correlation, which it was not, and... Um, just checking out, see what the difference was at the year at the year end, uh, from year end record to year end DVOA, uh, which is what we you know base the uh, DFS off of it's DVOA DVP. So how why can't that translate to seasonal was kind of my question. So what I have, and it's an experiment, and I think it's a very good experiment. Um, going off my theory that this is going to work is so basically I'll enter the DVOA the D, it, DVP doesn't matter on this it's just straight DVOA um, I have it so it exports uh, from the DVOA section not only to the spread the actual spreadsheet that you guys all know and love but it also comes over to this SOS page or strength of schedule and it imports all the data in there. Now, the only thing that you're going to have to really focus, that you're really going to focus on is you're going to focus on, like, say, for instance, the very first team is Arizona Cardinals. So you got week one through 17, correct? Well, what you also will have then across from there, straight to the right, is DVOA um, and the rankings. 
based off opponent record and all the categories for DVOA. And so I'll be doing this every week, so it'll change every week with every week's DVOA rankings. So what it, it should do is help us to pinpoint where the best waiver wire targets or free agent targets and guys that we may want to trade for. This should help us in the long run make our teams better later in the season. You know, you can give it a week or two and just kind of see if things shift. You write down, hey, I want to look at the Arizona Cardinals uh, wide receiver two, for instance, or David Johnson's been sucking, but look at what's going on later in the season. Is that a guy that I want to target? That's how you use it. There's a there's another box that's underneath those two charts that splits it from full full season half, second half, you know, and then in quarters and stuff. You guys don't really need to worry about that because I'm not going to put any rankings in there. That's just for me at the end of the year. Um, I kind of want to go through and kind of, you know, maybe do a report on the differences as the season progresses. It's just something to kind of keep my mind going in the off season. But definitely take this chart into consideration when it comes out every week. Now, it won't come out before your waivers, you know, that, you know, this week. So it's not going to be out before Tuesday. It'll always be out, you know, Thursday. But we can utilize it for next, for next week for our waivers and uh, possible free agency and trade targets. So... Just wanted to throw that one out there. Um, I'm just about done. I, I'm waiting literally for DraftKings pricing to come out so I can rank everything. And then uh, the DVOA data to come out so I can enter that stuff. So DK will come out today sometime whenever they get off their lazy asses. And then um, I will have... We should have DVOA come out. The very latest it should be out tomorrow morning, if not late tonight. Um, and then I'll get that stuff all entered in. Um, finishing up entering uh, defense versus position rankings. And then if still that stuff isn't out, I'll either get it color-coded now or I'll work on getting week six completed so we can move on from there. But... Uh, yeah, busy little bee. Um, I'm trying to get, you know, updated players into the pool and stuff. There's not really that much that's changed uh, for the most part. But um, we should be all set for, we should be all set for Thursday. Um, I will tell you the thing that I, early thing that I've seen uh, for the, at least the Thursday night game, is that is going to be a lot of Aaron Rodgers passing. Um, I think we're going to see, I hate to use the term regression, but I'll use the term shift. I think we're going to see a little bit of a shift in philosophy. You'll see running coming out from Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, but do not be surprised if, Aaron Rodgers comes out throwing and attacking this week's secondary. 
Um, just, there's got to be a real positive shift over there. And they're pricing it, they're pricing it for that Thursday through Monday contest for at least Yahoo and Fancy Draft. He, Aaron Rodgers is in the top five. Um, FanDuel, he's in the top 10, which is not unusual. They did move Aaron Jones up. That's probably because of the higher ownership. Um, Devontae Adams is um, top four on FanDuel, top eight on Yahoo, and is top three on Fantasy Draft. So they are really, they're really pricing this up. Uh, let's see what the Philly side is. And Philly side, you got Carson Wentz, you know, 9, 10, and 11 across the board. Uh, running backs, running backs are cheap. They're dirt cheap. Green Bay's had a real, real issue stopping running backs. <coughs> they're 29th, they're 29th in defense versus position ranking. That's up from 24. That's because, you know, Philip Lindsay went rough shot on him. Beats a little shit out of him. Uh, there is talk that Alshon Jeffrey is playing this week, so that may draw some ownership there, which means we can probably stay on the Nelson Aguilar train. Uh, J.J. Arthega Whiteside, I don't really have any issue. I don't really have any interest in. Um, so this could be... This could be... Um, pass-catching running back type day. Um, gonna really have to see and figure out if Jordan Howard is gonna be the low on the guy out of the pass-catching backs, which would be Miles Sanders and Darren Sproles. Now, Sanders having, having the fumble issues last week, that could drive more ownership towards Jordan Howard and lower Sanders, which is like I said, I gotta try and figure this out, but that's kind of where I'm thinking um, it's gonna go. It's gonna go towards Howard, go towards maybe Sproles, and play in a, more of a catch-up role for them. Now everybody may take a look at the Packers side for a tight end. Um, we'll say Jimmy Graham, Mercedes Lewis, or Robert Tanyan. Um, if I'm going to go anywhere off of Jimmy Graham as far as the Green Bay side, I'm going to look at Robert Tanya. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to probably stick with Zach Ertz. Uh, even though Green Bay is number one defense versus position versus tight end, but they have not yet faced a tight end of Ertz's magnitude. Um, I forget, ooh, forget about the uh, Green Bay wide receivers. Uh, outside of Adams, so you're gonna have you're gonna have a couple of options here. It's gonna be either you're gonna go MVS or you're gonna go Geronimo Allison from that side. MVS would be the um, guy that's gonna draw the most ownership from the Green Bay side, if, especially if they're not going Adams. Uh, Allison is gonna be in the slot against Avanti Maddox. Now I like MVS more than Allison as a player, um, but that's what everybody else is going to think. So we really have to think deep on whether or not we're going to drop, we're going to fade Valdez Scantling and go to Geronimo Allison, or 
if you're going to fade Adams and, and hope and just hope that he pulls a Kenny, a Kenny Galladay in the matchup and MVS ends up as ends up as the Marvin Jones this week. But like I said, I like Allison in his matchup against Maddox. You'll probably see MVS against him too. They're not going to put it Maddox on Adams at all. So just keep that in mind. Um, I'll hit you guys up tomorrow and I'll get you kind of the breakdown from last weekend. And then, uh, and I know it's a little bit late. I should have done that yesterday, but I was really involved uh, with the spreadsheet. I've been, I've been working since the late game started uh, while I was watching uh, Seattle and New Orleans. So I've been really kind of following this all out, trying to get everything set up for you guys. And so we can have a successful rest of the year. We will, we will bounce back this week. And we're going to bounce back in a big way. I'm telling you that right fucking now. It's just the way it always has been. If I have a bad week, we're going to have a good week. But the thing for me is making sure that we keep some stability and keep on winning. We're going to get there. Trust me. Fuck you, Kyle Allen, you son of a bitch. And while I'm at it, fuck you, Matt Stafford, you son you motherfucker. Because you had that fucking matchup. You had the perfect fucking matchup, and you fucked all my goddamn lineups. Mm, God damn it, it really pissed me off. But you know who really pisses me off? Fucking Carson Wentz, you stupid motherfucker. Goddamn Philly ass son of a bitch, and you and fucking goddamn Nelson Aguilar. Good thing you weren't fucking at that five-alarm fire catching fucking babies because you wouldn't have caught a goddamn thing, you son of a bitch, because you are a fucking joke. You are a goddamn fucking joke.